Welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Hey, everyone. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us for our Fueling for Performance Lunch and Learn. Uh, For those of you who may be unfamiliar with our team, I'm Katie. I am the Director of Nutrition for Shark Bite. And we also have Christy, who is one of our nutrition coaches in Cape Coral, and Layla, who is the nutrition coach in Naples. Uh, We're just so excited that um, you guys are here with us today, and we're excited to share some tips to help you not only year-round, but with the upcoming intramural open. Less than a week away, guys, so get excited. All right, today's discussion, we're going to cover a whole lot. We are going to cover the week before, the day before the day of and during, morning workouts, evening workouts, after workouts, and hydration. We have a lot to get through, so I'm going to get started right away. But if you have any questions as we go along, please drop them in the chat. And be sure to hang out until the end, and we'll open up the floor to respond to anything you guys want to know more about. So next slide. Um, Here at SharkBite, we believe that something as fundamental as nutrition shouldn't be complicated. And that's why we focus on a simple habit-based approach. We are here to help you make lifestyle changes for sustainable success with your health and wellness goals. We'll work with you to foster a healthy relationship with food and avoid restrictive diets. Guys, there is nothing worse than a restrictive diet. And the thing with them is that they just don't work and they don't last and you're miserable. We do not do that here at Shark Bite. All right, guys. So I have a question for you guys. Have you ever started a workout and quickly realized that you didn't have enough in the tank to finish it? Or have you ever hit that wall and just looked at the clock wondering why it's moving so slow? I know I definitely have. (laughs) Odds are you have experienced that feeling before um, and myself definitely included. I actually remember my first CrossFit workout. It was an early morning class and I started to feel lightheaded halfway through the class. And I remember the coach approached me to see if I was okay. And I, I explained that I wasn't feeling great and wasn't sure if I could finish the workout. After the workout, my coach and I started to figure out what had happened. I then realized I hadn't eaten anything outside of an excessive amount of caffeine. It was in that moment that I realized how important nutrition is and how much it was negatively affecting my workouts. Next slide. So today we're going to talk about the best ways to fuel the day before an event, the day of the event, and how to best fuel for recovery. Before we begin, though, I do want to be more specific about who this nutrition talk is for. The truth is a majority of people do not need to do anything too detailed or specific beyond focusing on eating mostly whole foods, balancing out proper portions, and eating mindfully to reach our goals. If you have more a more specific goal you're working towards, such as fueling for an event or, let's say, the open coming up, these details will help you take your nutrition to the next level. Or in other words, we do highly recommend having the foundational habits nailed down before trying to focus on these details. 
So let's dive in, starting with how to fuel the day before. A lot of times it is stressed to eat more carbohydrates the day before the event in order to increase glycogen stores. So let's talk more about glycogen stores and the biggest mistake athletes make when they're told to eat more carbs. Glycogen is the storage form of the carbohydrates we eat. Glycogen can be found mostly in the liver as well as our muscle tissue. In fact, glycogen accounts for about 6% of our liver's total weight and only about 1% to 2% of our muscle tissue. The actual amount of glycogen storage a person has depends on factors such as how much you exercise and how much skeletal muscle mass you have. The glycogen stores in the muscles are primarily used to fuel the muscle tissue, while the glycogen in the liver is distributed throughout your body when needed. When someone uses up those glycogen stores, they experience fatigue, which can be described as hitting a wall. This is exactly what happened to me during my first workout. So how could I have avoided that early fatigue? Knowing this information, people started to realize they needed more carbs to fuel for their workouts. While yes, this is true, it turned into eating mounds of pasta the night before the big game, followed by a stack of pancakes the morning of, which is also known as carb loading. Well, this is all wrong. It takes time for your body to break down all those carbs you just ate to turn them into glycogen stores. While carbs are admittedly very important to fuel for our workouts, there is a way better way to do this. So here is the secret. Nothing fancy. All the things we stress on a daily basis, such as eating whole foods, getting a balance of carbs, fats, and proteins, eating consistently, including snacks between meals, and staying hydrated is what you should be doing the day before that workout, aka keep things as consistent as possible. In our nutrition program, we really try to focus on just one thing at a time. So if you're looking for a secret, here it is. That's right, the plate method. The day before your workout, if you're looking to fuel for success, use the plate method. Half your plate with non-starchy veggies, a quarter of your plate with lean protein, and a quarter with starchy carbs with healthy fats. So a way to up your pregame. Now, while eating a balanced diet the day before is going to set you up for success, you should always consider three tips. One, always skip the alcohol. You are not going to perform any better with a hangover. <laughs> it's just it's just fact. So next, get 80 ounces of water. You want to make sure that you are hydrated and you are ready to go for when you need to perform. The next is get a good night's sleep. Uh, if you don't sleep the night before, your body is not going to function at its optimal um, amount. So now that we have discussed the day before the workout, let's discuss how to best set ourselves up for success the day of. Um, with events such as the Open coming up, we know there are some that are, you know, that hit the workout first thing in the morning, and there's others who wait for Friday night lights or the evening. We're going to break our day down into these two tracks. So. If you are someone who loves to hit your workout in the morning, you want to make sure you eat before. Now, remember, those glycogen stores, well, overnight we enter a fasted state where our bodies utilize that energy. So eating before is a must to help us replenish those energy stores. But remember, it's 
takes time for our body to convert that food into energy. So try and wake up a little bit earlier. We should aim to get a healthy amount of carbs and protein before a workout. If you are someone who struggles with feeling nauseous if you eat before a workout, try to lean on those liquid sources such as smoothies and applesauce pouches with you know, some protein powder or even a non-fat Greek yogurt. Liquid sources are easier for our body to digest and to really utilize that energy quickly. So notice that we suggested carbs and proteins, but not fat. Fat slows the digestion process down because it's digested last. So having that delay in gastric emptying can really slow down the amount of time the carbs and protein can get into your cells, and you can actually use them for what you're looking for in your performance. If you are one who hits the workouts in the evening, which I typically do, it's encouraged to have a normal balanced breakfast, lunch, and a few snacks. We want to fuel ourselves throughout the day and also have additional carbs right before a workout. Again, a liquid such as applesauce is ideal. So either a protein drink, applesauce pouch, or that Greek yogurt is a great thing to do right before or within about a 30-minute window of your workout. The last two aspects for nutrition on the day are first, don't try anything new the day of the event. This is a big one because we don't know how a new food's gonna react to our bodies. Some of us have really temperamental digestion and you do not wanna have upset digestion right before a competition or a workout. Try a new food the day of leaves uncertainty when it comes to your workout hours. So if your new food doesn't sit well, I promise having that upset GI tract is the last thing you wanna worry about. Stick to food you know. If you are interested in a new food for performance, test it out like a week before. That way you know exactly how it's gonna react with you without the pressure of having to perform. If you're about to do uh, an open workout where your heart rate is gonna get, you know, about to get spiked up and you need to focus on breathing to control it, why add in a pre-workout that is gonna just speed up your heart rate even more? Um, if you wanna stay in control of what you're doing in a workout for endurance, if it's a longer workout, you want to maintain your heart rate and be on top of that breathing. If you are jacked up on a bunch of caffeine um, and uh, pre-workout, it is going to be way harder to stay in control of that and to improve your performance. So I recommend skipping the pre-workout and even sugar and candy and caffeine while you're at it. So we've discussed the day before our workout and the day of. So what does the after look like in regards to our intake for recovery? A great rule of thumb is to have a protein shake ready to go after your workout is over. Adding a carb to this shake, such as coconut water, is also recommended to help you replenish and refuel your body for recovery. This is actually my preferred post-workout choice. It's easy, it's fast, and it's super convenient. If we dig a little bit deeper, uh, you can consider a ratio of two to one carbs to protein. Now, what the heck does that mean? It means, for instance, that you should aim for about two to four grams of carbs for every one gram of protein. So um, what we've listed here are some really good post-workout food options. 
So take note of these. And if you'd like us to send you this list afterward, just drop a comment in the chat and we'd be happy to do so. Um, let's also touch on the importance of putting all of this together. If you aren't eating all day and then have your post-workout shake, you can't expect to perform your best or be able to replenish and refuel properly. Consistency throughout your day is so important. So for those of you who love your post-workout treats such as pizza or donuts, consider these healthier options instead. You might be looking at these pictures and thinking, how are these healthier? I promise you they are, and they have a good ratio of carbs to protein. If you signed up earlier, you already received these recipes, and if you'd like to receive them, place your name in the chat, and we'd be happy to send them to you. While our bodies are more sensitive to glucose after a workout, meaning we can get it out of our blood and into our cells faster, we still want to focus on good quality whole foods. These options can help you refuel and satisfy that craving at the same time. A common question that we get asked is, what kind of protein or what brand should I get? Did you know that su the supplement industry is not regulated by the FDA? This means that supplement companies don't have to be truthful about what they're putting into their products. So you want to find a product that has quality ingredients and you want it to taste good, right? Because if it doesn't taste good, then you're not going to want to use it. Here at SharkBite, we recommend driven nutrition products. Not only do we recommend them, but we use them on a daily basis. I myself, I use the vanilla protein powder. I use the berries and greens, the aminos, the disrupt and the R&R. Our other coaches use the vitamins, the fish oil, post-wad, and glycodrive, just to name a few. We place orders all the time, so if you have any questions about what would best suit you, reach out to any one of the nutrition coaches, and we'll help direct you in the, in the right direction. All right, so we have our post-workout protein and carbs, but what does the day after look like to help us recover to get ready for the next one? The best thing that you can do for yourself is staying consistent with your intake, especially protein, and allowing yourself to take a rest day when needed. Fueling for success is not only about what you do right around the workout, it's about what you are doing consistently every day. Hydration. Water is really essential, guys. Staying hydrated is often overlooked, but did you know that dehydration can decrease your performance by up to 20%? Avoid sports drinks and stick with regular water or coconut water with no sugar added. Body water absorbs heat from your muscles and sweat dissipates heat. This is especially important down here in the Florida heat. Sweat will keep you from overheating during exercise and in hot environments. Fruits and veggies are a great way to meet your hydration needs. They're mostly made out of water, um, and they'll help you get lots of vitamins and minerals at the same time. Uh, meeting your minimum goal every day means drinking half of your body weight in ounces. So for a 140-pound person, they should be getting a minimum of 70 ounces of water a day. So ask yourself, am I even meeting that minimum? A great idea is to get a reusable bottle of water and carry it with you everywhere. 
Uh, let's say the bottle of water is 30 ounces and your goal for the day is 90. You only need to drink three bottles. If you aim for one before lunch, one before dinner, and one before bed, you can easily finish that 90 ounces. It may feel like a lot if you're not used to it, but I promise you it will get easier and most of all, you'll feel better. So we really hope, up oh, next slide, sorry guys. Um, don't forget to take advantage of all the free resources that we offer. Our YouTube channel has so much great info from recipes to exercise demos to nutrition videos and so much more. These are all free for you to stay on track or to get started with your goals. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're looking to dial in those details or just work on foundational habits, schedule a free intro. We can talk more about your goals and how we can help you reach them. Now we're going to open it up for questions. Um, we have covered so much today. We realized that, you know, there may be things that we, we didn't touch on that you guys want to learn about. So drop those questions in the chat. And if you don't feel comfortable asking publicly, you can choose to send your questions directly to one of us coaches. All right. well, I, know we had a, I know we had a bunch of questions to kind of start off with um, that we had gotten asked earlier. Um, do you want to hit on those first? Sure. You want to? Um, I do have to pull up if you guys want. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we were. So some of the questions we were asked. There were three top ones. Um, the first one is how much food is enough to eat. Um, I will say my opinion, and then if the other coaches want to jump in, they're more than welcome to. I think the first step is to kind of track to see what you're eating, um, because if you don't have that data, how do you even know how much intake you're having? Um, from there, you kind of just start adding food. So I like to kind of add um, like 100 calories per week to every two weeks, and you have to listen to your body. So um, a big thing is talking to your coach like, hey, I actually... I added in food and I feel great. Um, or if you're like, hey, it still wasn't enough. I'm not recovering. I'm not feeling good. I kind of feel like shit. Then you kind of know that you need more food. Um, and it's just a trial and error. So it's going to take time. It's not something where you just know how much food you need. Um, if you work with a coach, it's a lot easier just because they can kind of help guide you in that direction. But it is possible to do on your own. Um, it's just trial, or, trial and error. Slowly add food in. Listen to your body. See how your sleep is. See how you're recovering. See how your workouts are going. Um, and watch your energy levels throughout the day. Perfect. I mean, that covers everything, right? Um, slowly adding the calories in is so important, right? If you add too many in at once, you're going to feel like crap. Mm -hmm. um, focusing on how you feel, right? Like there's no one size fits all. So when people say like, how much should I be eating? It's, it's really we don't know what your body wants, right? So um, if you're thinking about like, how much should I be eating before a workout? I would recommend starting off real slow and at least an hour beforehand. Um, my stomach is sensitive. If I eat any closer than an hour beforehand, I don't feel good. But that's different for everybody. Some people eat right before they work out and they're fine. Um, so really there's no one answer. It's trial and error. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. 
Okay. Our next question was, what is a good way to fuel after a workout if you don't eat carbs? So what's really good with this is that, you know, a lot of people think of carbs as just as pasta, noodles, rice, you know, those are carbohydrates. But really a bunch of whole foods are carbohydrates too, which are fruits, vegetables, um, legumes, beans, all of those are carbohydrates and all of them are needed. And so if you're not big on, yeah, maybe avoiding if you don't particularly would like to eat, you know, breads and pastas and things, fill up on vegetables and fruit, like get those in there. Carbohydrates are your friend. They're your number one fuel source, especially when doing workouts and performing. So we you need them in your body, especially before a workout and after. So don't shy away from those things. They're there to help you. And that's what your body really needs to perform well. Such a good point, Christy, right? Like we think carbs, like we automatically think like bread, like that's not just, those aren't the only carbs, right? There's so many good carbs out there. Really good. Okay. And our last one was, I'm looking for ways to stop or reduce my sweet tooth and resist the weekend snacking habit. I love sweets and I notice that if I don't incorporate them daily, that I will eat, go and get Ben and Jerry's and eat the entire thing in five minutes. Um, With one of my clients, one thing we've been working on is go and grab like a nice quality chocolate bar, split it up into seven pieces, individually bag them and just know that you get those throughout your day. So um, if you want to eat it, you know, for lunch, you can, if you want to save it for later in the day, that's great. But I think that if you restrict yourself from eating foods that you enjoy and love, it's going to end up turning into a disaster. And like you said, the, you know, weekend snacking, um, typically it's because we're, we're restricting ourselves from foods we enjoy and we might not be eating enough. So that's the same that kind of goes back to how do I know if I'm eating enough? Um, if you tend to see that over the weekend, you're snacking, you probably could up your calories each day throughout the week. Um, and you might notice that you might not be snacking as much over the weekend. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, I also eat sweets every day, right? Like if I don't, I will do the same thing. Um, I love chocolate chips. So I will have like a little cup of chocolate chips every night after dinner. I mean, it's after dinner when I crave it, right? Like I want dessert. Um, I don't, you know, restrict that because if I do, then I'm going to go buck wild because I miss it. Uh, Restrictions that make you crave and binge will never work right? So incorporating it is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Restriction is not the name of the game, people. We Everything, moderation is good. Don't cut yourself off from things. Um, Other things too is make sure you eat fruit during the day. Don't, if you are um, just, you know, really low on sugar throughout the day, you're going to dip down and then all of a sudden you're going to want to like binge like no other, like Leigh was saying, like down in that ice cream because you are just, you're craving it so much. So definitely just keep your blood sugar steady throughout the day. Eat that fruit, um, don't shy away. Don't feel like a banana has a lot of sugar. It's okay. It's a whole food. It is good for you. So don't think that, um, you know, just by restricting those things, it's going to make you binge later. So definitely eat throughout the day. Whole food fruits is definitely your friend too, as well. Absolutely. I totally agree. I see a question here from Winter. She's asking, um, how often would you recommend reviewing macros to see if they need to be added or reduced? I think this really depends on your goals. 
um, what your timeline is, how you're feeling, right? Like um, there's so many factors that go into that. So like if you're feeling good, but you have an aggressive goal, then you're going to want to revisit that more often. Um, if you're feeling good and you don't have an aggressive goal, then I would say roll with it, right? Um, this is something that you could talk to your coach about and that they can absolutely help you. Um, I feel like, uh, when you are doing a cut or even doing a reverse diet, um, slow and steady is the name of the game, right? So sticking with things for at least two to four weeks, if not six, um, at a time is the way to go. So if you are reviewing your macros any sooner and making quick changes, you're really not giving your body enough time to adjust. Um, so that can, that, again, it's so personalized, right? Like there's no one, one size fits all answer. Um, but great question. All right. Let's see. Ryan, how much and what to eat between wads on comp day? Um, I personally, again, it's so hard because it's not a one size fits all. Um, you kind of have to know how your body feels. What I recommend doing is to kind of play around with it during workouts, you know, a couple weeks prior to see what your body can handle before a workout. Um, depends again, how far away the workouts are from each other. If it's, you know, an hour between maybe doing like a protein shake, something that you can, you know, get down quick right after a workout to kind of allow your body to, um, to kind of break that down. Um, if you have like two to three hours between, you're going to treat it just like you would a normal workout. I wouldn't think of it as much as a comp day as like I would individual workouts. So approach each one as if you're doing a, like a separate workout for that day. Um, but again, everyone's going to be so different. I personally don't, my body takes a while to break things down. Um, just like Katie saying her stomach was sensitive. Mine is as well. So I can't really eat, um, like chicken and rice in between a workout. It just wouldn't feel good. I'd feel super heavy. Um, but I can do something like a quick little PB and J sandwich. Um, or I can do something like a banana, even a protein shake. I would definitely play around with it before the competition though. Um, and try to do that. Like during, you could do it just like if you were going to a workout at the gym, um, try a couple things and see kind of how your body adjust and reacts. Again, if you're working with a coach, you guys can kind of play around with that prior to the competition. Um, but as Christy was saying earlier, don't do anything that your body's not used to. A lot of people think that they need to do special nutrition for the day of. You want consistency and you want to have foods that your body is used to. That's a great thing too. That's like you said, with just treating each workout as if it was just a workout. Don't take it as like a whole day and try and plan it all out. See how you feel. You might be wrecked after one workout if you're in a competition. And then if you're moving into another one that, you know, maybe you shouldn't eat before that because that one was like really rough. Um, another, but the main thing is you do want to eat between workouts. You want to fuel yourself. Do not go into a competition day with multiple workouts and not eat in between because you will tank like no other. <laughs> we have, we have a fuel tank guys. Once it runs out, we stop moving. So <laughs> and you'll feel terrible after <laughs> the recovery will be rough. Okay. Um, we've got another question here. Is it normal to feel tired when adjusting to a higher carb diet? Yeah, it can be any kind of adjustments are going to um, throw your body off a little bit. 
Um, I would say slow and steady, stick with it, be patient. Um, and when you're adjusting to a diet that's higher in anything, um, don't rush it, right? Um, if you're aiming for an additional 100 or 150 calories, um, and you can only get a 25 to 50 calories, you know, higher at one, like in the first week, that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Um, trying to eat so much all at once will definitely not react well with your body. So again, um, take it easy, nice and slow. Mm -hmm. You guys have any experience with that? I want to talk about that. I think that it's one of those things that listening to your body, if you realize like you added in so many carbs at once and your body's not responding well to it, maybe pull back a little bit and cut that in half and try that out for a little bit. Um, your body needs time to adjust, like Katie was saying. But if it's like really like a big noticeable difference to your energy throughout the day, maybe you do need to cut back a little bit. And maybe that's your body's way of telling you um, and just slowly increase it. But it is normal to feel different throughout different stages of your journey. Yeah. And definitely don't feel like if you start to increase your carbohydrates, try not to include them all in one mm -hmm. portion of your day definitely spread it out. Um, that'll definitely help with blood sugar levels. And then you get the, the ups and the downs with the energy because of your blood sugar going up and down. So definitely spread that out throughout the day. And again, slow and steady is good. Don't feel like it's not because the if you think about it, if you were to cut out all carbs, how do you feel? Right? Yeah. So if you increase carbs, you're definitely going to feel it too, just in a different way. So it's just it's, to swing back and forth, you got to take it nice and slow. And if you're tinking, maybe look at the sources of your carbohydrates. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you need to play around with that a little bit. If you're eating something, you know, like pasta, I probably would, you know, feel tired compared to if I was throwing in some veggies or fruit throughout the day. For sure. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nick, Nick wants to know, someone told me I should always eat a banana before working out. Does that make sense? Could make sense for you. I mean, yeah. if it feels okay. Um, if I eat a banana within like an hour of working out, um, I will burp bananas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bananas do not agree with me. Right. But if they agree with you, go for it. Right. Like it's so different for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, it's, that's a hard question. You know, do you guys, have that problem with certain foods? Yes. Um, it took me a long time to find foods that I can eat. And I still eat pretty far out before a workout, um, usually like 90 minutes. If I do 60 minutes, typically I am burping or have gas coming out the other direction. Um, and my stomach definitely hurts. Uh, and I notice I focus on, on that more than the workout if I'm like having some like digestive issues. Um, but yeah, I think like bananas, it's just one of those things play around with it. It's great for like competition day just because it's quick and easy. Um, but it won't be for everyone. So I just think finding those foods that, you know, work well for you, it's not a one size fits all for any part of nutrition. Yeah. Especially, oh, sorry. just especially on competition day too. Don't go off of what someone else is doing. Because yes. their body is not your body. And what they do is not going to fit what maybe you need to do. So definitely don't take advice on uh, competition day or days where you want to work out. Um, just because you don't, you're just, you're different. Everyone is so different that you have to do what's best for you. 
Yeah. I, I was going to add to that. Like fruits are great, right? Like fr I think fruit is a great option. That's usually what I go with. Go with watery fruits like mm -hmm. watermelon or mandarins, yeah. things like that. Um, they digest really easy and they're super gentle on your belly. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people have told me um, dried fruit. I love dried fruit, but man, it messes with my stomach. And so I know that I tried that at a competition once and I can eat dried fruit if I'm at home chilling, just knowing that I'm about to get wrecked. But if I do it, at a, I did it at a competition and it was terrible. And it was just because I heard a higher level athlete do it, thought it was a great idea. Um, so again, don't introduce anything new on competition days and listen to your body. Don't listen to what other people are saying, because realistically, like Christy was saying, something could work for me and something you could do the same thing and it'd be completely different effect on your body. Winter said, watch out for the banana burps. And Courtney said, <laughs> peanut butter has been great for me. Oh, bananas and peanut butters are fantastic, right? Like I could eat that after a workout, but man, mm -hmm. before a workout, you do not want to be near me. It is not good. <laughs> These are awesome questions, guys. I am loving this. You guys are really asking some good ones. I think we might have missed one. Um, how would you recommend tracking salt intake, especially with sweating during workouts and in the heat if you don't typically add salt to meals? Um, I guess my, my counter question would be, um, why are you concerned about it? Um, are you feeling some type of way that makes you concerned that you're not getting enough? Um, it is hot as hell down here. And when you're working out, you're going to sweat a lot, right? So if you're not adding salt to your meals, you should definitely keep in mind that a lot of salt is added already to meals. So maybe you're getting enough. And if you feel like you're not, um, perhaps you need an electrolyte drink, you know? Um, but I would love to dig into that further to um, know if the, you're, you're, you're not feeling well. And then I would address it from there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's something that needs a little more investigation before you say add, you know, an electrolyte to your workout. Right. Um, we have one that says, should I drink a bang or a monster during my workout? <laughs> that is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> the silence of all of us. Well, like we said before with the pre-workout, basically a, a bang or an energy drink is, is, is along the same lines as like a pre-workout. It's meant to increase your heart rate and to, um, you know, really get you moving there. But again, on a competition, when you're already jacked up with adrenaline, adding that in is probably not the best suit. If you want to try it out, you know. If it's something you typically do, I mean, I'm not pointing fingers because I'm one of them. But <laughs> again, yeah, during a workout, it might not be the best, just with carbonation-wise. And yeah, again, it's up to you. Um, that's just a personal. personal <laughs> I would say a monster, but. <laughs> Personal preference. Um, Jonathan's asking, what do you recommend to eat for recovery while you sleep? Um, so before sleep, I think is what you might be referring to. Um, I would say like a handful of pistachios is great to have before you go to sleep. Um, fats are notorious for helping your muscles recover and pistachios are super high in melatonin. So, um, Maybe pistachios, a little bit of chocolate before bed would be the way to go. I love pistachios. Well, me too. Mm. Just monitor your portion sizes, right, guys? Mm -hmm. Because nuts and fat content that will add up quickly. 
And that's also one thing to play around with too, because if you want to recover while you sleep, but you have a, a workout in the morning, um, just think about how your sleep quality is going to be. Because the more you eat at night, if you eat a large meal right before bed, it might disrupt your sleep as well. So just because your body's digesting it, it can you know make your body wake up more, um, not sleep as good a quality wise as soundly. So also keep that in mind when you're thinking about what you're eating before bed. Yeah, I'm with Christy. I know that personally, I will get home late. And if I have to eat, then I typically have to fall asleep later just because I know that it will keep me up. Um, so I definitely am someone who has to, I can't really eat too close to going to bed because otherwise I do notice it messes up my sleep. Yeah. Just keep it light. Keep it, you know, something that will just satisfy you and help you sleep. But let's see. Do we have any other questions, guys? Fire away. We're still here. Um, well, guys, if anything does come up, um, you can shoot any one of us a message, right? We're here to help you guys. Um, intramural starts next week. Get excited. Test your ideas out now. Test your ideas out tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Don't test them out next Friday. That's a really bad idea, you know? Awesome. You have a good week of eating. Don't just, you know, show up on Friday and be like, well, I ate good during the day and I'm going to be fine. <laughs> like you have to start, start, what day's today? Friday? Start today. And then <laughs> next Friday, you'll feel great. Yes. Drink your water, get good sleep. You know, it's all of the little things that add up. Don't underestimate sleep. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Bye, guys. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.